Welcome to the Riot Squadcast, episode number six, buddy. Welcome back from the dead, by the way. Is it six? I thought it was seven. Is it seven? No, it's six. Suck. Is it? Is it six? Now I feel like a dick. Yeah, it's six, you idiot. Oh, well, what? I wasn't on the last one. Yeah, because you were you know, on your on your deathbed. I was. I was. I was pretty pretty ill. I'm I'm happy to be back though. You and Andrew did a great job uh, uh, in my steed though. Oh, thank you. I know. Stead? I, I, in my I, stead. I don't know. I'm not an my English st- major. In my place. You, you make fun of my my uh, my pronunciations all the time. So L A U S D, L B U S D, bitch. Oh, all right, all right. No, it's <laughs> it's it's good to be back and and, and uh, I, I enjoyed the show you and Andrew did. It was a lot of fun listening to you guys kind of talk and and your riffing. So um, happy to be back. Uh, but I, it's nice to know Andrew can step in if if one of us goes down. Yeah, it's pretty nice, right, to have uh, someone who's like, oh, you know what, you know, I'm sick or I'm unavailable, and then have someone who can kind of fill in he's a filler yeah. and he yeah he's definitely a fluffer filler Flu- filler sorry uh yeah he's he's he was more than capable <laughs> that's what you get for making fun of me andrew we just said you suck and all that stuff but whatever nothing, yeah, nothing to me no i i there was nothing more i loved than riot squad cast episode five hey what's tucker doing this week that that, that should have been what you guys named it but you know you got to the galaxy it was nice eventually we did yeah, I mean, take your time. Yeah, Nobody's you know, right. you know, uh, you know. Of course, that uh, Andrew has to bring up someone like Porno Dan. Yeah, that was. Uh, I miss Dan. I really miss Dan, and, and and I miss Dan himself. I also miss Dan, who brought uh, you know sex workers around to the Riot Squad, who were really nice, and uh, I got to speak to a porn star thanks to Porno Dan, and and kind of learn about her life and what that industry's like. And uh, if you didn't know, we had a guy in the Riot Squad named Porno Dan, who was a uh, porn producer. Um, and would often bring his uh, adult for- entertainment man. Come on, yeah, adult entertainment. Sorry, it's 2016. Uh, would bring his employees to uh, our pregame celebration, and uh, I-, I got to meet a couple of them, and we got to a-, a bunch of us got to meet him and really talk to him. And they're nice people. They're they're you know humans, no different than anyone else. Yeah, but- <laughs> I'm like yeah, they're humans, Chris. I'm you know yeah, I'm listening. I'm I'm hearing myself talking. It's like I'm it's like I'm speaking about aliens. Yeah, like, no, real. not aliens. They're just girls. Well, some might be aliens. Just young women. Just Porno Dan might be an alien, but yeah. the rest all seem pretty normal. Anyways, <laughs> that's good. Let's let's start off every podcast talking about uh, porn stars and and porn creators. Uh, I don't. I mean, he was gonna bring Asia Carrera to a game. I don't really know what happened to that guy though. I haven't seen him in a while. I think he moved to like Budapest. I don't even want to know why. I feel like their sex laws might be a little more relaxed, and that's really worrisome. <laughs> well, I, I mean, California. I don't, don't want to insult. California's getting crazy. I don't want to insult the fine people of Budapest by by assuming that their sex laws are uh, are untoward. <laughs> that they uh, anything goes uh, in Buda- anything goes in Budapest. Oh, it's well, well, Hangover Four in Budapest. <laughs> in Budapest, is that how they speak? Yeah, dude. Uh, awesome. This is already off the rails. Anyways, man. So um, you've been gone for a week. Um, we did. Since I'm gone. 
I can't breathe for the first time. I shouldn't have a microphone. Well, all right. Well, I already know what the intro song is going to be. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, people are going to turn us on. There's like, Kelly Clarkson? What hey, the man. hell is this about? Dude, she can breathe for the first time. It's she's, she's so, so she's so she, moving on. So moving on. Yeah. 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 Thanks to All you. Right, let's get let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down to business. Business. Let's get down to business. So off the top, I just wanted to bring up um, some Lars business business. We're we're trying to retool this a little bit to figure out you know what system works best. So you know week to week, some things might change and things might move into different positions until we get it kind of figured out and where we like it best. So we're gonna try uh, Lars business right off the top today. Kind of get it out of the way. Yeah, you know I like the business on top. <laughs> what does that even mean? Let's just move on. <laughs> okay, business. <laughs> business. It's nice talking to you, Ed. I missed you last. Yeah, I, I know. You. Of course, man. Business. Business. Let's get down to business. All right. So, yes, um, nice, we do have the Lars elections for the. Excuse me. Oh, I just got like an air bubble. Oh, that does not feel good. This has to be quick. Yeah. Lars elections. Going on. Uh, yeah. anyone can, I have no information. Yeah, I know. I'm reading it right now. <clears throat> so for the large elections, we mentioned it a couple weeks now. Um, you can go on our website, lrsquad.org, to check out all the positions. Um, you can apply until Friday, October 21st, before midnight. So if you want to be you know, president, capo leader, you want to do the TFOs, you want to design T-shirts, all the merch, and design the all the TFOs. If you want to lead our philanthropy position and you want to um, help Lars become less cynical assholes, you can refer that as well. Um, is it, is there only some chairs that are open, or is it everything open for election? Um, I believe we're doing everything. I believe okay. so. Yeah. So if any of them interest you, yeah, contact. Uh, how do they get in touch with, with the Lars management in charge of this? So you go to org and you can see all the positions. You can apply there. Um, So that's that business. And then also quick. We, yeah, man. I'm doing, Very quick. I like it. This is the lightning round of Lars business. <laughs> this is where that Diego horn should come in. Oh, no, I don't have it. I don't have it loaded up. I never do. It's up. I know. I always forget that I have that. I just do it. I go, me, 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 me. There we go. Every time I speak to you, I, I hear it in my heart. And in your loins. In my loins, yeah. All right, so um, getting the large elections out of the way, now we are going into... What about player of the year? Player of the year. Player of the year. Player of the year. So player of the year, um, you have to get your... If you're a 138 SC member, that's the only way you have the opportunity to vote for a player of the year. Um, you should have gotten an email. If it's not in your main inbox, check your spam because I know a lot of LA Galaxy related emails go into your spam boxes. So you might want to check there. Your ticket rep hitting you up for season ticket money. Yeah, they usually end up there. So <clears throat> if you want to, if you don't have, if you are a 138SC member and you did not receive an email, contact president at LARiotSquad.org and we can get that all sorted out for you. Um, voting ends this Friday at 5 p.m. So you have until 5 p.m. on Friday, this Friday. And the player of the year, again, uh, like we referenced a couple weeks ago, not necessarily the best player on the field, just the best player that, that kind of um, uh, shows the heart, the soul, 
kind of connects most with the riot squad or connects most with the fans. Um, obviously if you're just a regular fan in the stadium, um, keep an eye out for who wins player of the year, even if you may not be eligible to vote for him. Um, because I, I do know for some of our players in the past, winning, uh, the Lars player of the year was a, a pretty big deal for him. Uh, I'm thinking particularly about AJ. Um, you know, I know it's, it was a big deal for Gordo is probably a pretty big deal as well. So uh, keep an eye out for, for who brings that home this this year. Yeah, you know what, because a lot of these guys, they're not the ones who are getting the team MVP awards. You know, they're not the ones who are, you know. Oh, I got I to gotta mention something about that really quick if I can. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, do you need to wrap up player of the year? I can, I can do it after. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just want to just make sure that everyone knows that, um, that the voting ends this Friday at 5 p.m. After that, you know, you're screwed and your vote won't count. And the trophy is given out at the last home game, so that'll be against Dallas. Yes, sir. So the thing I wanted to bring up about, uh, uh, particularly the most valuable player, uh, which had historically, if I if I recall, was done by the press. The yeah. press who cover the Galaxy get to vote for Galaxy MVP. Yes. This year it's been open to a fan vote. Everybody. Which, look, it's great. I mean, everyone should get their say. It seems interesting that Steven Gerrard was in third. I think, if I recall, Steven Gerrard was in third over Ashley Cole. And I'm not, I know there are, you know, hashtag coal miners on Twitter. People who are really big on wait, the wait, Ashley wait, Cole. Wait, 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 Go ahead, sorry. Is that a thing? Hashtag coal miners? Yeah. Bro, get your Galaxy Twitter game up. Wow. Hashtag, hashtag coal miners is where it's at. Wow, I that's a thing. I can't participate because that dude blocked me on Twitter before he ever came to the Galaxy because I made a joke about him cheating on his ex-wife uh, and tagged him. But which is fine because he's he's still he's a good player. Uh, but as good as he's been, the idea that Steven Gerrard has somehow been better this season than Ashley Cole is is seems kind of crazy to me. Um, but because it's it's opened up to a fan vote instead of a press vote, uh, you're getting these guys that it's a tough sell to to kind of sell them being the the most valuable player on the team this year, and they're all somehow in the top five. Without question, it should be Yella Van Dam, uh, yep. Van Dame. Yep. Uh, he should absolutely be the most valuable player without question. Yep. Without, obviously, it's open to people's opinion. Uh, your opinion is wrong. Yeah, it wrong. Should be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, it should not be Steven Gerrard. It should not be Robbie Keane. Nope. I can understand the argument for Giovanni Dos Santos. Yep. I understand that opening up to a fan vote probably is to almost ensure that he wins, which is fine, uh, I guess, because it's it's overall it's pretty meaningless unless there are uh, – uh, contract bonuses it's it's who really gives a shit but the fact that it was ran it was kind of opened up to fan voting when it had historically been a, a press only vote this year when Gerard's leaving and Robbie Keane's probably leaving uh it seemed kind of strange but I, I I saw I caught that on Twitter and I, I wanted to bring it up hashtag coal miners unite coal miners that's still I, I still can't wrap my head around that yeah you know imagine if that happened during the Beckham era he would have won Every single year. Yeah. And and I can only think of, you know, maybe one where he would have deserved it. And even then I can I can probably think of I would have given it I was thinking of two thousand eleven. And I still would have gave it to Landon over him. Uh uh twenty twelve, I would have gave it to Robbie Keane over him. Uh twenty ten, maybe Omar over him. Two thousand nine, eight and seven. There's no way in the world he deserved it. Uh but if if we opened up fan voting back then, he would have won every single year, whether every he deserved it or not. Yeah, every single year. He would no, have I thought it was interesting. Six-time, seven-time, most valuable pair. So it, the way I'm going to look at it this year is Lars Player of the Year is the actual Galaxy MVP um, because 
Uh, that one seems a little more fair to me. I don't know. The highly coveted Lars Player of the Year. Lionel Messi doesn't have one. Ryan Suarez has one. Lionel Messi doesn't have one. So it seems, uh, you know, rarefied earth. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, only the best of the best are Riot Squad Player of the Years. Yeah, best of the best, of the best for sure. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, I just threw out Ryan Suarez, so I'm not sure I can say best of the best, but only the best of the best. Hey, man. And Edson Buttle. Yeah, well, come on. That's cold. Yeah, that was a good Edson Buttle year. It's, I'm sorry. It's, it's my boy, man. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll never talk bad about him. I do. Like, we should get Edson on this. I, I would bet I could get Edson on this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I would sure think we're I could get Edson. Uh, we're, we've been working recently, and, and Ed and I have been talking about it, and we were going to keep it kind of low as long as we could. On the low, low. On the low? Uh, on the low, low. But... Holy shit, can you hear that? No. This, like, gigantic roll of thunder. So this gigantic roll of thunder just passed through. I, I live in Portland, as we mentioned in the first episode, um, and we're in the middle of this, like, gigantic Pacific Northwest storm. There was a typhoon, uh, or there's supposed to be a typhoon in Seattle. There was a tornado north of Tillamook, which is on the coast, um, uh, a couple couple days ago. Uh, I'm expecting power to go back out almost any second, and a, a gigantic uh, thunder boom just kind of hit. So that's awesome. Uh, that, that's that's great. Come to think of it, I'm, I can, I'm black, I can, dude. We do not, uh, come to think of it, I can actually hear the rain in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's uh, that's all my tears. Like I said, boring. man, uh, we were we were struggling here in L.A. today with their light drizzle. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I heard you guys got like 15 raindrops that kind of came down there and everybody freaked the hell out. Yeah, that's typical. You know how it is, man. With good reason. With good reason. <laughs> All right, let's get into business, man. Um, let's talk of uh, let's bring up uh, that Houston game. That super, super fun Houston won. game. Yeah, we won. This is the first this is the first podcast where we actually won. I was beginning to think we should pack this whole thing in because we were bad luck. Yeah, I know, man. It's actually the first podcast after a Galaxy win. Hey, I'm positive. Hey, look. I would take a 1-0 victory in 90-degree Houston heat any day, boring or not. That's... Well, look, any game, was it was sloppy and it was messy and it was boring. But that's, every, that's every game away to Houston. Every game. Sure. Every sure. time, it, but it was, it was sloppy and boring and and uh, lethargic, and that's and it's great because we won, which is all that matters really. Um, I love that Alan Gordon got a goal on his birthday. Oh, that was amazing! Uh, because I I I love Alan Gordon so goddamn much, like so goddamn much. It's it's he any was, person that's go ahead, I, I, any person that tells me he's he is their favorite player. Like, how do you call them wrong? He's, I mean, he's so great. He just embodies this team so much. It seems like this guy who's just going to drag. He's what I wanted out of Steven Gerrard. To put it simply, just he's a, what, I, just a, he's what know, I wanted out of Gerrard. 100% heart, you know, put everything into what you're doing. Even though you might have lost a step or you might not be the best player in the field, still, you know, show that. Try. Yeah. Try. I want you to try. Show that you want it. You want to play. Alan Gordon, my boy, my bae, Alan Gordon looks my, like my boo. My boo looks like he could play on slap and pickle, quality wise. Mm. He would be he would be the best player on slap and pickle, but he looks like a slap and pickle player. This is a large Champions League team, 
Uh, and we'll get into that when when and if uh, Lars ever gets to Champions League uh, uh, tournament again or when we have nothing to talk about. But he looks like he could play for Slap and Pickle or one of the Lars Champions League teams. But the guy never fucking gives up. Never. Because it's it's 90 degrees for him, too. You know, it's 95 or 98 or however hot it was for Alan Gordon, too. And he's a big boy with with the dude on his back the whole game. And he's yeah, with with defenders hanging all over him and he's he's a beer drinker. So, you know, you know, real hot weather isn't his best friend. And you still see this guy tracking back below midfield, like below the the, the middle of the pitch or the field. Sorry, I shouldn't call it a pitch, but below the middle of the field <laughs> to try to, to I have set myself there as like a fucking Euro snub um, to find the ball and to find the game. And, and there was one moment where, again, and we brought this up during I think it was the Orlando game. There's a moment where he's like yelling at Landon to make a move and Landon gives him this look of like, bro, it is way too fucking high for you to be yelling at me and pointing and telling me I need to run places. And Gordo's like, well, fuck it. I'll go do it. Yeah. And then he scores with like his dick or his, his and I think the ball bounces off of him. Well, he's, got, he's, like, got, he's got a huge dong, so it just bounced off the dong. Yeah. Well, I was talking to a, a hashtag coal miner. On he, made, he made a header with the other head. Jeez, and he goes well how do you know alan gordon didn't score with his dick i was like gordo absolutely scored with his dick it's the biggest dick in major league soccer uh (laughs) and i I, but every time that guy scores and correct me if i'm wrong and and you tell me because i know you're a real big alan gordon fan there is a i get i get really really happy because it's this guy that i know just cares about the galaxy and obviously and people will bring up his time in san jose and they'll bring up his time in toronto and chivas look at the end of the day, the guy's a family man who has to to pay some bills and put he, some food on the on the table. He got children, man. He got children, dude. He got to take care of them. Got babies. And got look, babies. this was a this was an MLS what 1.0 guy, 2.0 max. This was a guy who played in MLS when guys made no money. Yeah, no money. And for him to have to be well traveled to to put food on the table, that you know, I can understand that, and I can definitely forgive all that because it's someone who, from the bottom of his heart bleeds bleeds blue white and gold and if you if you consider yourself a diehard advocate galaxy fan i can't understand look they can't give it 100 they can't all be brian and jordan with his looks right you know after being traded he goes nah i'm good and then he just goes and be and to become an actor the sexy motherfucker that brian jordan is did i did i start saying who we were going to get on the show and then go off into a tangent about something else. I mean, that's that's your ADD brain going there, man. I really feel like I did. So here, this is what I'll do. I'll tease it. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll talk about uh, hopefully some guests that we're working on getting for this rinky-dink setup. But yeah, uh, uh, it was, to get back to the game, it was sloppy and dirty and gross, and and I'm glad we stole a win. I fully expected Houston to to score on us. Um, me and Josh Gessman, who again does the Corner of the Galaxy podcast, we were talking on Twitter uh, during the game and both agreed 100% like Houston's about to score. This is the, this has us uh, a smash and grab goal going against us. Well, here's and the thing: boom, we're we're up. we're very lucky that Houston is a terrible, terrible team They're because awful. they had I want to count like three chances in the first half where it was a three on two breakaway, right? And they fucked it up. Well, Houston reminds me of one of those teams from, you know, let's say 2010, 2009, maybe, where you look at their squad and you go, why don't I know any of these guys' names? Like, you're in Major League Soccer, which isn't, look, it's not the biggest outfit. 
and you're the Houston Dynamo, which, again, not the biggest outfit. But I don't really recognize fucking any of your players. I watch a lot of Major League Soccer, and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Look, as of, as of time of recording, so this is, today is Tuesday. This and is the, the story of girl. <laughs> na, 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 the, game, na, 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 the game was on Sunday. I don't even remember if DeMarcus Beasley was in the game. Marcus Beasley was definitively out. I okay. remember that. All right. Definitely out. He was out uh, injured. Because I'm trying to remember. I'm like, was he playing? And I'm like, I really honestly. That's how little after like the 70th minute I was paying attention to this game. Because it was so I, goddamn boring. Because all black folks look the same? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean. You saw, you saw a brother and you were like, you saw Maidana and you were like, may as well be Beasley. Look, man. He's he's great at basketball. Look, all DeMarcus's lives matters, all right? He's, he's got 93 days left in the White House. <laughs> not my president no i'm just kidding i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking oh god if if anyone listened to this we would have tons of emails of people outraged yeah no one emails us man our email hasn't changed in a month you get tweeted someone tweeted us today yeah because uh, i you know that's nice, nice. yeah twitter's awesome. no but you know listen going back to the game look i every time it's a it's a game away to houston i always expect it to be a really boring game a really slow game. It's always 90 degrees hotter than your asshole weather in Houston. And I always expect the team to, to go out there and not really, even if they've, if they've up to that point have been undefeated in, in three months, I expect them to go into that game and expecting the worst because it's, it's just, it's always, it's always the worst game of the season. You know what was great, though, for a negative asshole like myself? What? No Robbie Keane. Oh, yeah. No Steven Gerrard. Still won a game. Still got that win, baby. Still got a win. Yeah. I, now I can say, and he, look, it doesn't matter that Houston is terrible. Just say, win, well, look, baby. We got three points without him. Yeah. Hey, was, look, was, that's that's all, you know, and we clinched that third place spot. Yay. You know. Yay. Hey. Third place. Look, we, we're number three. We're number yeah. three. Yay. No, but look, because I mean, we don't have Seattle, to We don't have to go on Seattle an away game. Up. Look, we don't have to go to play an away game where all these old fucks who can't even show up to a regular season game. Well, they're hurt. Uh-huh. They're hurt, allegedly. Yeah. The word seems to be that they're hurt. I don't... Yeah, I don't, that's like that's like when I call in sick, but I just don't want to go into work that day. Yeah. Let, can I... Let me... I'll say this. I'll stay home uh, and watch uh, Price is Right and... I used to do. I used to. I used to ditch high school and wa- stay home and watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar, bro. White girls. You know never, what's up? I've never seen an episode of that show. Anyways, let's let's. Are you serious? Yeah. I call absolute bullshit on that. Never. Absolute bullshit. Never. Bro, we're gonna sit down one day and watch like a box set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That sounds terrible. Yeah, but we're doing it. All right. Yay! Uh, no. But yeah, Stephen Gerrard, Robbie Keane, uh, apparently hurt. Uh, no one. It, it took a long time. I'll, I won't say that we don't know how they're hurt. We know that Steven Gerrard has a hamstring injury. Um, so you get on a plane and go to, to England? As Look, and in his defense, because I, I always want to be seen as uh, unbiased or at least fair in my criticisms. If we had two weeks off for an international break and you're injured, you want to go. you want to go home? That's fine. I think there's something wrong in the reporting in saying he went home for his hamstring treatment, you probably should fu- fully come out and say he went home for hamstring treatment and to visit his family. Um, 
I to this day I don't know if he's back with the galaxy. It doesn't seem to sound like anyone really knows if he's back with the galaxy, which says a lot about the the rumors of locker room kind of issues that was going on. Um, but, no, but I haven't they, heard they went, that he's they back. went to dinner, man. It's okay. It's all good now. Oh yeah, man, fucking yeah. They went to dinner while Gio was on international duty, and and Yella Van Dam was on uh, uh, was in uh, in Belgium on vacation. That that's an awesome team dinner from two of the supposed leaders in the locker room. Look, the galaxy just I'm not had, trying to, we the galaxy won. just I'm, why are we being negative? The galaxy just had them go to TGI Fridays, and they had everyone you know do a two for twenty deal about it, just to to bring the team closer together, man. They made Oscar Sordo pay for it. He <laughs> 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 fucked up, but no, I mean, look, Gerard has a hamstring injury. Was visiting his family. It's really weird to allegedly have a, to have a notable player, to have a designated player who has underperformed for his entire 18 months. He's had a much better year this year, but let's be honest, you're under fucking performing from top to bottom. Um, and he, we don't seem to know whether he's even back. Uh, uh, and with a hamstring injury, we legitimately, and it brings much joy to my heart. We may never see that guy in a galaxy Jersey again, which sounds amazing. Um, and then you have Robbie Keane where we find out the day of the game, what his injury is. And look, the team, the team isn't historically and specifically Bruce, not uh, really big on divulging too much information. Yeah. He doesn't want to give the other team like uh, an advantage. Sure. But the moment, what advantage are you giving though? When you tell people, look, Robbie's hurt. He's not going to be playing. Well, we already know that. What we don't know is the specifics of the injury and the specifics of the injury. We find out what an hour before the, the Houston game. Yeah. Something like that. So if Houston already knows that Robbie Keene is out hurt, what is the holdup in finding out how he's hurt? We know he's not playing. Well, the, it seems it seems like it's a lie, and it seems like it's something you made up. It seems like it's a bullshit <laughs> injury. Like I'm I'm not trying to be a dick. I know I've been really hard on both of these guys, and in all fairness, I think uh, uh, with good reason. It seems like a fake injury. It seems like it's bullshit, um, and I can't seem to get an answer from anyone, even that the people that I know, as to the legitimacy of his injury as to the length of time for his injury, the window, what are we expecting? It's, to me, and this is just me, I have zero inside sources on this. It's all just wild speculation. Seems seems like he's probably not hurt. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not hurt. Uh, we'll see. I, you know, I hope he isn't, mostly because I don't wish injury on anybody. But if, if Jossie's artist is really coming back near the end of October and he can play... I would much rather see Giassi and, and Giovanni Dos Santos than Robbie Keane, quote unquote, struggling for fitness and ruining Giovanni Dos Santos yet again. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I I would rather I'd have more hopes of going anywhere in this playoffs with a Gio and Giassi. Yeah. And for the record, I have none. I have no hopes for us doing anything this year. Um, it'd be nice. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not really banking on it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, God, we should have we should have ended with the win because that makes it would have been positive. We were like, we hey, won. Look, we here's, a, here's we've, a bunch of reasons to kill yourself. We've made it a hundred percent clear. We are not positive people. This is a negative show. Go fuck <laughs> yourself if you came here for a pep talk because that's not yeah. what we're here for. Next year we'll be positive. We'll have at least two new designated players. Nah, that's true. Uh, one of them one of them's probably gonna be Wayne Rooney. So I don't know if it's positive. He sells jerseys and doesn't fit our system that we need. Hey, man. 
he's a big English UK name, so of course he's gonna come to our team. He's play, he's captain Manchester United. Why wouldn't you guys? Anyway, anyway, bring it back up, Ed. Positive, positive. <laughs> All right, well let's uh let's talk about the uh, Dallas game coming up this weekend. Uh, Dallas has some injuries, some really Ooh, interesting. Oh yeah, they they they're looking like they uh they're looking they're looking a little beat up. This is my hope with the Dallas game. It, it, do you mind if I if I go, or did you have something you wanted to bring up? Uh, no, I, I don't give a shit. Go ahead. I have a singular hope for the Dallas game. If we beat them and Colorado can win, Colorado will win the supporter shield, as you predicted. Oh yeah, that oh yeah, go go Colorado. Beautifully, and stops Dallas from the path that they're currently on, which is being the first team in MLS to win a domestic triple, not a treble, a triple. Dallas is currently on course to be the first team in Major League Soccer to win three domestic titles in a year um, that are of import. So uh, the Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, and the U.S. Open Cup. As we've brought up many times, we fucked up the U.S. Open Cup. Yep. Uh, uh, we fucked up the Supporter Shield. Yep. They're, they were, before these injuries, looking pretty damn good for MLS Cup. Yeah. And now, what, one guy got carted out, and I think one guy had to leave, couldn't leave under his own power, had to, to basically be carried off. Um, I don't have those names. If you can talk for a little bit, I'll find them for you. Yeah, they're they're looking pretty beat up at this point. And then going into the last game of the season where, you know, you need a win in order to secure the supporter shield. And with that comes, you know, obviously Champions League. That comes uh, a double, a domestic double going on Ooh. your on the triple for the year. Mauro Diaz and Kellen Acosta, like two fucking big oh, names. Oh, those are, yeah, huge, huge names. Huge names. Huge, huge. Awesome. The, the upside for Dallas is that we can't move out of third place, and nope. Bruce Arena doesn't care, likely doesn't care if FC Dallas can, wins a, a triple. Certainly doesn't give a shit if they win a supporter shield. Um, so we'll probably end up playing uh, Alan Gordon and some Galaxy 2 players. Get ready That's for Get ready for Galaxy 1.5. But, but... Because, you know, it's not, it's not Galaxy 2 and it's not Galaxy 1. It's Galaxy. Very nice. Well yeah. played. All right. Just want to make sure that you knew what my joke was. Because it's, no, it's not quite two and it's not, not quite, quite one. One and a half. One and a half. 175. Uh, uh, Galaxy 2 has some players that are, I mean, if, if they're given a shot, are going to put some real heart into it. Uh, I mean, I would like to think we're going to see Raul Mendiola. Um, maybe we'll see Lasseter. I'd love to see a Lasseter start, man. I would love to, especially against a fast team like Dallas. Yeah. I would love to see Lasseter get some some minutes. Um, yeah. I, I definitely expect and want to see Bendiola. I hope to still see Emma Boateng. Hope to still see uh, Sebastian Legette. Um, there are some players I, I hope we get a shot to see, and I, I really hope get a chance in a game like uh, like Dallas. I think it would do very, very well for the fan base if the Galaxy win their last home game. I know as far as its importance, it's not – it can't be that high on someone like Bruce Arena's uh, uh, list. Just no, because no, no. You don't, you don't give a group. shit. All he does, I mean, presumably he just doesn't want anyone to get hurt at this point. Yeah, that's why I think you see, I think you're going to see like a, a McGee-Lasseter pairing up top. Well, that's that's what's scary about someone like Mike McGee getting a shot or even Alan Gordon getting a shot. These are two guys who, you know, might be done at the end of the year. This is your chance to give them a sign-off. It doesn't matter whether we win the game. Uh, really, it doesn't. It, it's not going to affect us whether we win this game or not. Maybe it's it, Bruce looks at it and says, "Hey, it's it's a good moment for some man management." And you let Alan Gordon and Mike McGee start, 
so they can be subbed off and get a big applause. I would watch, I would watch the substitutions in that game. Uh, to, if those two guys end up starting and they're coming off and they get their kind of big applause, that might say something uh, about whether they plan on retiring at the end of the year. You really think uh, McGee is going to go at the end? I don't think he's. I could. I, I think, think. I think. I think Gordo contribute. is going. Yeah. Is he? I think McGee can still contribute. When, I mean, look, and I love Mike McGee. When was the last time Mike McGee was the guy? When he called your mom stepmom? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Go with that. You fucking suck. <laughs> you suck at that so hard. You're awful. Shut. Shut up. But like what? Before he went to Chicago? No, I mean, you know, when he when he came back with us for the uh, after uh, we re-signed him, you know, he was, you know, contributing, and I I think he's still being hampered with injuries, and I think that's what's causing him to not be as fruitful well, is, of a contributor as he wants to be. This is the way I look at it. If you found out Mike McGee was retiring at the end of the season, would you be surprised? Uh, a little, yeah, honestly. Okay. I would. Yeah. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be at all. I still think he's young enough, and I think he can contribute off the bench. How old is he? Do you know? Off the top of my head, I mean, I want to say like 32. I shouldn't have asked until after I looked it up. Yeah, no, I'm going to look it up now if you want to vamp. Uh, well, I've almost got it, so if you want to. Oh, I got it, motherfucker. Just, uh, 32. Wow. Boom, son. As of September 2nd. Yeah, well, all right, I'll shut the fuck up. He's young enough to keep going if he wants. I mean, to be fair, Mike McGee has been playing since he's like 17 in this league, so. And Gordo just turned like 35, 36? 30, 35 or 36, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's give it, well, then I'll, I will say, still say this. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike McGee retired, mostly, in this case then, mostly given his injuries. Um, I hope he, I hope he doesn't. I, I like him a lot as a, as a player, and he seems like a pretty good guy. Um, but for a game that doesn't mean anything, it, it may be a, a Bruce giving some guys a, a farewell opportunity. Certainly, you know, someone like Baggio or, or McGee or Gordo. Mm, yeah, well, I th- I I still think he plays like uh, some of the younger guys. Like I think he'll give Lasseter a chance. I think, you know, giving Mendiola back, uh, putting him back in the uh, starting lineup. I, I I don't think he goes with the the old guys. I would like because you know Bruce, Mendiola. you know you know Bruce. He still wants his veterans to to be out there. You know, during especially playoff games. So, you know, I think I think he plays the young guys, or at least yeah. some of them. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I would prefer that. I I. I think everyone would prefer that except for Bruce. I wish we would have done it in the U.S. Open Cup. Yep. yep I mean, yep, yep, I, yep. I don't think we're having we're not having the same conversation now, at least about a, a Dallas triple uh, if we play some of the younger cats. But, you know, that is what it is. And that's Bruce's priorities. And, and there's a reason he is the smartest brain in, in U.S. soccer. So, yeah, there's a reason why he'll know more about everything than we do. Yeah, we also, you know, we were like 15 minutes away from Seattle somehow overtaking us in the playoff standings, uh, despite the fact that they had to fire a coach this season because of their awful play. But Bruce is the smartest mind in U.S. soccer, um, without question. So, you know, I know, look, I know he's smarter than me. That's all that really matters. He's he's fucking smarter (laughs) than the two guys talking right now. Yeah, I mean, he'll definitely always know more about this league and about how the inner workings of its really fucked up rules more than any of us will. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, do you want to go over the uh, the the playoff scenario since we were we were kind of getting on that for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. You know, so we did lock up third place, which is awesome. Which means the last home game of the season, the regular season, really doesn't matter for us. Right. Um. 
depending on other results, um, you know, the teams we could be facing. I mean, either I mean we could be facing any one of RSL Four teams. RSL St. Louis, uh, St. Louis, Seattle. St. Louis. Oh, Ed's got some inside information. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, illiterate. They wouldn't even be in our conference, would they? No, no, they wouldn't at all. Uh, RSL, Seattle, uh, Kansas City, or Portland. Those are the teams that we could be possibly facing in the play-in game, or whatever the hell they call them. This is play. I think it's play-in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, so we were going over in the the oh, in the Riot Squad uh, Google Hangout. We were talking about, uh, you know, possible scenarios of, of who can get in and, and uh, tiebreakers because MLS's first tiebreaker is wins, is wins uh, not yeah. goal differential. Um, the best case scenario that, that we could see, and maybe not necessarily the teams that we would have the best chance of beating, but certainly the teams that would, you know, bring the most joy to our heart, um, would be if RSL and Seattle tied because they play each other uh, on, I think, MLS's officially adopted decision day, right? Yeah, they have, so, which, which is weird. They they did decision day two weeks in a row now. I I hate the Premier League. This is what the Premier League does. <laughs> they this did... is what the fucking Premier League does. No, it's it. This is weird. They did all the games at the same time this past weekend too, which is like on okay, a Sunday. That's fucking weird. On a on a Sunday. Oh, on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we're going up on a sun. Sorry. Uh, but if RSL and Seattle who play each other, if they tie. And Sporting Kansas City and Portland both win, then the Seattle Sounders will be knocked out of the playoffs. They'll be, they'll be out, yeah. There will be nothing but, uh, uh, you know. Do you remember in Episode One of Star Wars when they had that like big uh, celebration scene, or like Matrix Two? Come on, bro, dude, return, man. Chup, n- n- you know the Ewok Yub-nub. celebration. Yub nub, man. Yub-nub. Oh shit! There was just another fucking roll of thunder. Black folks and and weather like this don't go together, my friend. <laughs> it's, it's not acceptable. We are a tropical people, but this is too much. All right, all right. So let's of those four teams, who would you prefer to play? Portland Timbers. In in a one off. Portland Timbers. Absolutely, the Portland Timbers. Explain without question. Um, look, even when they won last year, they were what did you, I mean? We talked about this on on the second first or second show. Uh, Jamesy, who is one of who's an old Riot Squad guy, MLS from '96 kind of guy, been watching soccer his whole life, even when it was very, very difficult to watch a game in this country. Um, he kind of keeps track of the history of the league for us to a degree, and his estimation, Portland was, I think he called him the third worst uh, team squad to win MLS Cup, uh, right behind uh, 2010's Colorado. Although I can't recall who he had as number one. No, I think he had Colorado as number one, and, and Colorado, and uh, two thousand five Galaxy as number two. Two thousand, yeah, yeah, you're right. The back, the the backdoor Galaxy. Hey, Ew. Um, <laughs> uh, the backdoor Galaxy is number two. Uh, the Colorado twenty ten Colorado as the worst team to ever win, and and that is without question. And uh, the Portland Timbers from last year. I mean, they're they they were awful. They they should have lost every game leading up to the MLS Cup final. The only game I had them as the favorite was the cup final against Columbus. I thought they absolutely had Columbus's number and they went in and, and stuffed it pretty quick in, in what was a pretty awful game of soccer. Um, I would love to play Portland. I think we eliminate them uh, uh, straight straight off. If Mauro Diaz's injury is bad enough and Kellen Acosta's injury is bad enough, maybe those guys are out. Um, I don't know. They've got some time given that they have the bye week, but they might get eliminated. You know, who knows? 
And then it becomes a little bit more of a crapshoot as to whether we can we can make it, you know, all the way. Uh, who would you rather play? Yeah, I, w- I think I would definitely want to have um, that home game against RSL or Timbers. I think those There's... two teams are, are teams we can definitely beat at home. Well, I think any of these teams we can beat at home. The problem is uh, the last game we played against Seattle uh, at home uh, didn't go so well. And uh, those memories linger pretty, pretty uh, deep in my cold heart. Yeah, and I, I, you know, even though we've beaten them several times in the last few years, you and I have spoken uh, several times on my feelings on Real Salt Lake. Because of that 9 final, there's just something in my heart that hates playing that team that I get angry and I get scared and I, I, I just can't do it. I can't. No part of me will ever say, hey, let's go play RSL. Yeah, I mean, my, my thing is at home, I think we can take any of these teams. And that's mm-hmm. why locking up third place was so vital. Yeah. Because we, we cannot go on the road. I mean, even though we just won on the road, but it was Houston. I mean, you go to any of these places like Salt well, we Lake or Seattle. We, we easily could have lost Oh, easily, Houston. easily. It was a, I mean, it was a coin flip. Yeah. I th- I'm fairly certain the defender kicks the ball into Alan Gordon and the ball rolls into the net. Oh, um, you, you mean Alan Gordon's... Alan Gordon's massive... Go- Golasso? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his dad. No, not again. Come I thought on. you were going to call it Goliath. Only, wow. Only one only one pers- uh, per uh, episode I can talk about Alan Gordon's uh, dong. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a rule I'm okay with. That's Is that a, is that a good rule? That's an acceptable rule. I think that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I... I I don't want RSL for sure. Uh, I'm in this scenario. I'm hoping Seattle uh, is eliminated. Obviously, just because that would make me happy. Um, but I would be fine taking on Kansas. I would. I mean, I think we can beat all four of the teams that might come in. That's what I'm. That's uh, what I'm saying. I still think we can beat Colorado. Dallas worries me to a degree. It's weird that I that the position I have is hey, you know, here here's a list of all these teams that I think we can beat. Uh, but I don't expect us to win a MLS Cup. I don't. I you would be hard pressed to find a Galaxy fan. I think who thinks we're going to win a MLS Cup. I honestly think the East is going to win this year. Um, you know, as Jamesy was bringing up, we're just hoping uh, the Red Bulls and NYCFC get knocked out so that we can uh, we can host. Yeah, um, that's true. It's I'm sure Don Garber is just like rubbing lotion all over his belly of the fact that the two New York teams are in one and two in the East. Uh, rubbing his belly. Yeah, rubbing lotion on his belly. It's really gross. Wait, who does that? Like, why? I've never heard of that as an expression. That's that's how I turn women on. Does that not work? Should I should I stop doing that? Is it like Jabba? Like he like rub his his. Why belly? the fuck I gotta be a hut, dude? <laughs> what a dick. Hey, bro, come on, bro. I'm watching my way right now. You know, winner. I'm, I'm working on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would. I mean, New York. The, the scenario you you said where if. Uh, Salt Lake and Seattle both draw, and mm-hmm. Kansas City and, and Timbers win, mm-hmm. knocking out Seattle. We would definitely be playing Portland. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Like Philadelphia is has the well, last. Well, no. Po- at, if that's the case, because that would put Salt Lake at forty-seven points, and the Timbers at forty-seven, but Timbers would have a game, one more one, one more game one than RSL. Because RSL would it uh, RSL so RSL Sporting Kansas City and Portland are all currently sitting. Is that right? Yeah, RSL Sporting Kansas City and Portland all have twelve wins right now. Seattle has fourteen, um, or Seattle has thirteen. Sorry, Seattle has thirteen. 
RSL, Portland, and SKC all have 12, um, as, you know, games one being the first tiebreaker. Yeah, so in, in your scenario that, that uh, eliminates Seattle from the playoffs, we would be playing Salt Lake. Hmm. Can you imagine being a Houston Dynamo fan or a Chicago fan and bought season tickets and have seven total wins in a season in 33 games? I mean, to, but, but look at ours. I mean, we only have, what, five have more 12? wins? Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, I mean, not, that's not incredibly more than a Houston team with seven. Incredibly more? Uh, Dallas, 17. Dallas has 10 more wins than fucking Houston. Like it's the Western Conference is a gigantic Texas sandwich. <laughs> I think we have the name for this episode. Texas sandwich, gigantic Texas, Texas sandwich. sandwich. Not yeah. not Alan Gordon's dong. Alan Gordon's massive dong. <laughs> His Alan Gordon's dongle. That's and there you go. There you go. And there you have it. Yeah, so I mean, uh, in, in in your most desired uh, scenario, we would be playing Salt Lake in that uh, one off. Uh. No, there is no scenario where I want to play Real Salt Lake. Well, if you want Seattle to be eliminated, that's what's going to happen. Well, fuck. Then unless, oh. unless I, I mean, obviously, if uh, Seattle loses and then Kansas City and Portland also win, mm-hmm. then we would be playing the Timbers. Hey, I'm okay with that. Because you had be home, so I wouldn't even get to watch them. But fuck. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anything else you wanted uh, to bring up, man? Um, well, for this week, yeah. I mean, let's say I got into Gerard and Keen and their bullshit. Um, let's see. I got into what else did we cover today? We covered the Houston game. We covered the schedule. We covered the playoffs. Uh, we covered Lars' business. We covered our apparently our joint mutual love of Kelly Clarkson, uh, which is. Just always fascinating. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm uh, that's my girl, man. Yeah. Uh, quick galaxy birthdays. We had a. Uh, um, we, we had. I don't know where I stopped last because I got sick, and so everything's kind of a haze from that time. I had a couple fever dreams. It was pretty, pretty psychedelic. Uh, Charlie Rugg, uh, Brian Kelly, Carlos Pavon, Yella Van Dame, Dom, Dame, damn, damn. Uh, Omar, big Omar Gonzalez. Uh, Kofi Opare. Kofi Opare was my fucking boy, dude. Oh, yeah, man. I fucking loved that guy. I got really shit-faced at MLS Cup 2014 and ran into him as I was walking into the stadium. The guy not only kept me from falling off the ground, um, or falling onto the ground, I suppose, um, sat and stalked with me for a while. And it was the second or third time I've ran into him, and, and he actually remembered me, which was strange. Um but well, really, I mean, really super nice guy. To, to be fair, you're probably like one of five black people he meets on the on any given day, right. like soccer Definitely. day. Definitely soccer day. Definitely, <laughs> at, at least at the Home Depot Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Kofi Opare shares his birthday with our good friend Matthew Alisana, who is the brother of uh, Capo Supremo Capo and Supremo. A, apparently guest host uh, Andrew Alisana. Um, Diop from Matt, Dallas. Oh, Latino. sorry, sorry. On oh, a, on a side note, Matt is the guy who's uh, always taking pictures of you. He's always the one. That's creepy as hell. He's the leader of has, the. <laughs> there has to be a better way to to describe the fact that Matt leads the photo <laughs> club for the riot squad. No, no, what... no, 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 no. He's always taking pictures of you from the bushes. Uh, it's aggressive uh, watching, is what I call it. Aggressive. So stalking. No, no, no. Aggressive watching. You're calling Matt a stalker. No. 
he aggressi- aggressive viewer. He aggressively watches you and takes photos of you <laughs> without your knowledge. That's that's awesome. I can I can I get these pictures? No. They're in a private oh. vault. Oh god. <laughs> uh but Matt shares his birthday with with Kofi Opare, who is a, a you know, a very nice guy traded uh in our attempt to get Sasha Kleshin. Um that didn't work out obviously. Um Clement Diop from Galaxy Two, his birthday is apparently on the thirteenth, not the twelfth. So apologies for that. Um Diop. How'd you uh, fuck that up? I have no idea. His the Wikipedia page still says the twelfth. I, I didn't care enough to change it. Um, cheeseburger, yeah, he's in. He, I changed it on my calendar, so that's all that matters. Um, cheeseburger, Santino Quaranta, uh, his birthday was on the fourteenth. Jorge Campos and Steve Jolly's birthday was on the fifteenth. And today, or not today? Sorry, uh, yesterday. Sorry, on another side note, I'm sorry. Fuck, dude, what? Steve Jolly doesn't that sound like uh, like an '80s porn name? Uh, it's gonna sound like a 2016 porn name when I get out of here. Like Steve Jolly, my name's Steve Jolly, and I got a ten inch dick. This is the most phallic episode. Yeah, that's great. I love uh, it. Uh, uh, Steve Jolly. Uh, yesterday was Marcelo Sarvas. Oh, Marcelo, my boy. Best, best number eight I can remember in a while. I don't know oh. if anyone can. In recent years, I'm not sure if anyone can name a more notable, talented number eight than Marcelo Sarvas, who happened to play in midfield, has won two league cups or two league championships. Uh, very storied history. Super nice um, dude. He came to Lars' uh, Christmas party. Super nice guy. Oh, yeah. man. Amazing. Really, really nice guy. Really enjoyed playing for the Galaxy. Uh, it's a shame he had to leave for, uh, you know, we'll say sporting reasons. I'm sure it had nothing to do with freeing up a jersey number uh, or trying to make a player fit who is just not good anymore. Um, but <laughs> Anyways. Because yeah, I, I, can, I can go on this for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously... Sunday was uh, Alan fucking Gordon's birthday. He is saved in my Google calendar as Alan fucking Gordon. Uh, I took a screenshot of that and sent it to him, uh, and and he really seemed to enjoy it. He's a, a, a great player, uh, a great f- uh, fan favorite, and I certainly hope he retires here. Best number nine we've ever had since Jorge Campos. Can I can I make a, su- a suggestion? Maybe we can uh, change the Lars Player of the Year trophy to the. Alan Gordon, Lars Player of the Year trophy? Yeah, I would be down with that. I'm no longer in a position to make that decision, but uh, I, I I would have no problem with that whatsoever. I, I, I love I love fucking Gordo. I would, he, I would. he deserves this. He is the least talented player in, in history that deserves a statue for the Galaxy. I would love it. I, w- I would, oh my God, if that happened. I mean, it, it, it should happen. It should. C- Kobe still doesn't have his, so I'm assuming Gordo's is pretty far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I remember they uh, did those uh, the like Wall of Legends. I don't know if you were here. Yeah. Oh Wait. no, I, I, yeah. Oh no, I was. Wall of Legends is one of my favorite Galaxy stories. I walked when they were first debuting it. I walked over uh, to the Wall of Legends pregame because we were setting up uh, some TIFO displays and and you know uh, all the banners and whatnot. And I walk over to the Wall of Legends side, and Chris Klein is standing there, and he goes, "Hey, Chris, come over here." Uh, and so I walk over and he's sitting there and he's talking to Alexi Lawless. And I, I look up and I go, it's Alexi fucking Lawless. And he goes, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And I shake his hand. I go, sir, you got me shit face drunk in San Jose in 2008. And he goes, oh, sounds like a good time. As if he just gets people wasted all the time. And it's it's not a, that big of a deal. And so Lawless turns to the right and he goes, hey, Kobe, come over here. Kobe fucking Jones walks up. And so Kobe and Alexi Lawless and Chris Klein are talking, having a conversation. Kobe stops. Kobe Kobe stops this short man, 
and he brings him into the circle. And before I know it, I'm standing in a circle with Alexi Lawless, Kobe Jones, Cienfuegos, and Chris Klein. And it's the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> it's absolutely the happiest moment of my I like it takes everything in me to not start crying. But it was I was like, I I could go. I could go right now. I, I could I could I could die right now. That's that's the fun. that's like uh what people would describe when they're like about to die. It's like, oh, this is the moment where all these people are standing around me, all my favorite all- people. Surrounded by my loved ones. Yeah, and then surrounded by all my favorite things. And then that's it, and that was the end. Yeah. Oh God, that was such that was such a great, amazing. I think they were honoring the 2002 team uh, that year. Yeah, yeah, they did. Ugh, the plaques were oh, incredibly they're bad. Awful. It's so they're bad. Aw- they're awful. They're so bad. But you know, I get why they they did that because it was a it was still a Chivas USA time. Kind of hard to justify, you know, putting that stuff all over the stadium. You don't. You certainly don't want Chivas putting their shit all over the stadium. Even if they were renters, but you, you can't know. you can't really bronze like a, a bobblehead and put that up on the on the wall. Oh, you would just be bronzing a bobblehead that looks nothing like their players. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really quickly before we get out of here, because we are gonna gonna wrap this up. Um, because I think we're all done with birthdays. Is there anything else you had? No, man. I mean, that's it for me, dude. So we've been we've been you know in our years doing um uh you know capoing and and leadership, we've had the 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 benefit and the um the great experience to kind of meet some of these players and, and, you know, these guys that we idolize. Yeah. Uh, that kind of walk in the clouds as gods. Uh, and I've been working, we've both been working really hard to see who we can get from our history that we're big fans of to see if we can get them on the show and, and kind of interview them and talk, you know, off the record, I guess, but it's going to be recorded and put out. So super fucking on the record, but let, letting them talk in a, in a, a more loose style and, and, you know, getting out whatever stories they have. Uh, so coming up soon, hopefully, um, my boy, our boy, really, we've watched, we drove to Orange County to watch him play for the blues, uh, several times, uh, mighty Mike fucking Randolph, Oh, Mike Randolph, Uh, my boy, my, my, my boy, Mike Randolph, uh, going to get him to come on here and he's going to tell us about what he's been doing lately and hopefully explain what a Beckham Donovan locker room looks like in 2007, 2008, uh, during, I mean, this is, this is a player who was in the locker room during the most tumultuous time in the history of our team. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that one, probably more than, than any other one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I, I failed to still not have read the Beckham experiment. Have you read oh, that? I read yeah. Oh, yeah. I read it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good read. Uh, I'm not Grant Wall's biggest fan. I know he was a dick to Jamesy, which, you know, fuck him. Uh, Cause Jamesy's my boy. But uh, it's it's a good read if you want to know kind of what was going on or, or what to really understand the psychology of that dude's uh, entourage and his group and really how close they got to truly fucking this entire group up. Um, it's it's kind of a must read if you're a Galaxy fan, I think. I got to get on that. Yeah. So we're, we're Mike Randolph seems like a lock. Um, the next the next one we're having, uh, you know, going up in levels of importance, at least for me would be uh, Sean Franklin, member of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, greatest backline ever. Seriously. Seriously, dude. Um, uh, you know, right back, Los Angeles native, still a Dodger fan. I. Uh, this is the one question I'm going to bring up to him because it's always been a problem I had with him. You're going to bring up how you said he couldn't cross in episode two? No. Well, I mean, that was, I that was a problem, but don't like, why you got to put me on the spot like that? Anyways, no, he... Every time, you know, Chris, you know, I'm sorry. So he was always known to have like the crazy, you know, 
edged up hair, you know, all the designs and all that stuff. Yeah. But he refused, or laughed off, I guess you would say. Every time I told him, you got to get the Galaxy Crest. Oh, yeah. You know, And he well, never did it. Never I, did I, it. I, I, I want to hear that. I know I want to hear that conversation. Never did it. But this was a guy who was drafted when the Galaxy was at our absolute lowest and was definitely a part of the core that helped turn it all around. And so I, I would I would like to speak with him uh, in particular about, you know, what he did and, and what the locker room was like. And, and you know, because he got drafted in Bruce's first year, um, kind of what that whole situation was like. So really looking forward to that and and really looking forward to, to you know, just getting a touch base with with him, even though he's out at D.C. United and behind enemy lines. The guy was at the Nationals Dodgers game at, you know, whatever the fucking name of the Nationals ballpark is, rocking a Dodger hat, yep. um, playing for D.C. United, posting a picture of him in a Dodgers hat talking yep. about L.A. loves October. Yep. So big props to my man, Sean Franklin, and, and can't wait to have him on. Yeah, man, last, I'm super excited about these. Dude. And last but not least, uh, and, and it certainly isn't even the last guest that we're, we're working on, but uh, certainly the one that's going to mean the most to me. Um Arguably my favorite Galaxy player in history, uh, the man who every time he's ever tweeted me, every time he's ever posted on my Facebook page, every time he does anything mentioning the Riot Squad of the Galaxy, I, I'm on the goddamn brink of tears. Kevin Eugene Hartman. I'm so psyched for this one, dude. When that dude sent me a message back, I was like, oh, because I, I drunkenly sent him a post and was like, well, maybe he'll respond to it. Maybe he won't. Um, and to see how kind of open he was to it and how willing he was to do it. Uh, uh, really, really. I mean, it's it's Kevin, and that's everything you ever need to know about God, though. So I really, all- I really want to get his his uh, story on the origins of Lars. Like, I want to get that part. Yeah. Oh, so if you don't know, Kevin Hartman is the literally the father, not literally, but he is the father of the Riot Squad. Without him, the Riot Squad wouldn't be here today. Uh, we sure as hell wouldn't be what we are today. He has consistently shown love towards Lars. Every Father's Day, we reach out to him to let him know that we love him, <laughs> um, which is kind of creepy, but um, it, he, he has as long as, to- as long as you don't call him daddy. I, I, I might I might just do. Please uh, don't. Please don't do that. He he, he is um, he is the guy. He is the greatest goalkeeper in our history. He would be on a galaxy Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I'm Eugene Hartman. I'm really psyched. to. I want to get him to talk about some of those early days of MLS. That's the chief reason I wanted him on MLS 1.0 when you're taking buses to San Jose despite being a professional athlete. Like, I want to know those stories. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about Kevin Hartman. Yeah, the father. So, you know, we're getting a couple different degrees of of MLS. You get, you know, a Mike Randolph, someone who was, you know, with all due respect to him, kind of lower on the pecking order of importance uh, in that locker room in 2007. You have Sean Franklin, a MVP of the league. Uh, or a rookie of the year, I should say. Sorry. Um, I mean, a, that's like a, a, that's like an MVP, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's better because we won one. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, and you know, and he was first of what? Because he won, and then Omar won. Back like, to back. We won back to back. Back uh, to back, baby. Year. You know, we star hitmakers, baby. Gold records. And now we'll, um, ne- we'll never have that again. No, never gonna happen. Bruce, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, you know, getting Sean Franklin, Mike Randolph, and Kevin Hartman, uh, I think, are, are three really good gets, and hopefully it all works out. Their episodes may not come until the off season, um, when you know things are a little bit slower and they kind of have some time. Uh, but you know, we're working on it, and they agreed to come on this Rinky Dink podcast. So uh, you know, that'll be pretty great. Yeah, suck on that, everyone else. 
all two other galaxy podcasts <laughs> who, that who, we have who get nothing bigger, but who, friendly relationships with. Who get as good as guests and even better, whatever. Uh, uh, consistently, consistently as good or better. But, yeah, you know, fuck them. All, all right, right man. Out of here, buddy. All right. Um. So you can reach me at Ed the Zombie on Twitter. Hey, you can reach me at, at zero goal one three eight. And then you can also also hit us up at Riot Squadcast on Twitter. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it's a Riot Squadcast at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, good talking to you, dude. Yeah. Oh, hey, man. It's nice. Missed a, a week and and glad to be back. Thank you, Ginny J, for uh, uh, sending me the galaxy photos and and GIF files. It's pronounced GIFs. It's GIF. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Gotta go, buddy. All right. You're wrong. All right. Bye. Love you, man. Peace.